Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Lockdown Blues Podcast, part of the Lockdown Live Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Josh Hyman. And I'm Thomas Welch. And we are back again, coming with another new episode with all the news that we've missed over the past few days, few weeks, whatever it may be. We got a lot to get into. The season is fast approaching and we haven't we haven't really talked about some of the biggest uh, blues news of the past few years. They named the new captain. That doesn't happen a whole lot, so we're going to no. be getting into we're going to be getting into that. We're going to get into that what what it means for the team, uh, et cetera, et cetera, as well as uh, a little bit of a little bit of controversy surrounding Vladimir Tarasenko and the captaincy um, and his. Feelings about that, I guess you could say. Uh, and then if we have time to get into that, yeah. And then if we have time at the end, we're going to co- cover uh, Nikita Kucherov and Jonathan Taves' injuries, quote unquote. But first things first. Congratulations to Ryan O'Reilly for being named the. Oh, I don't. I don't remember the number. Twenty-three. What, Twenty-three. Jordan. I was going to say thirteen. I was going to say thirteen. Twenty-third captain. <laughs> Damn. I, I knew it was with the three. Yeah, um, okay, that's fair. Been around a hot minute for 13. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Honestly, um, it seems like 33 with the way that things have been going lately because we've yeah. had a lot of captains in the last couple of years. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I think I think everyone was in uh, on the same boat as this one. Uh, well, everything I saw maybe, on Twitter. Maybe except like, for one person. We'll, <laughs> we'll get I into mean, that. It, we'll get into that, yeah. But I, uh, yeah, I think it's an easy answer for the front office. Just everything that Ryan O'Reilly does uh, for the community. Uh, for the organization, uh, for the young guys after practice, staying with him, running his own little drills, um, just trying to get their help, get their feet wet, um, and help them get a better understanding of what it takes to be successful in the NHL. I don't think you could ask for a better captain than Ryan O'Reilly across the NHL, much less across the St. Louis Blues. So no, I really, and- I really like the choice. I think it goes to show, um, kind of how far. He's grown over just the past three three seasons, two seasons. It's it, uh, the mm. pandemic's got me all all out of whack. Uh, two, two seasons, two two seasons. Over the past two seasons with this team, he has gone from like we talked about earlier, and like we've been talking about the whole time. He went from a guy who lost his love for hockey, drove a truck into a Tim Hortons, potential locker room cancer, blah blah blah, with the Buffalo Sabers to. Uh, no doubt, no question. Captain of consistency. Of yeah, no, but I mean, look at it. The, the second Petrangelo officially left, was there any debate from anyone? Not just us, not just us here at the Unlocked on, on Blues, but was anyone anywhere in existence saying anything other than Ryan O'Reilly for captain? I don't think no. so. No, no. I, I think there's a lot of guys that. Uh, I think the case for second place, honestly, is a lot uh, more. I think the the lines are a lot more blurred there than it is for first place. But I think all the guys uh, that have been with the team for a while, I think they could probably think like, oh, they were probably in the conversation. But at the end of the day, you can't really be disappointed losing out to a guy like Ryan O'Reilly. 
Right, exactly. And and I, I think it speaks volumes to his character and who he is as a player that it was, you know, I think we could definitely take that for granted, how easy that discussion was. It's like, oh, yeah, no, Ryan O'Reilly, uh, it's nice to just have that decision be made so easy. But you look around the league and you look at, you know, a couple of years ago, um, uh, who, who Joe Thornton got stripped of the captaincy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's It's a position that's really, really important. And a lot of teams, I guess, struggle to – struggle to get that um you know a, a consistent uh, captain that everyone's happy with and I, I don't i don't think we should we should just gloss over the fact that how much ryan o'reilly has grown in the past few years not only is he such an obvious choice but it's it's hard to it's it's easy to forget how little time he's spent here in the grand scheme of things and and how how much of a no-brainer it was just speaks to his him as a player and him as a person as an individual it, it's 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 great. Yeah. Every every team wants a guy like Ryan O'Reilly, and even just like in terms of like a personality too. Like he's not like a give me the rock, like let me do it all myself kind of guy. Like he's team first mentality. Uh, he's a big sweetheart. That toothless grin always gets you. Like just everything everything about him screams like essentially like the perfect hockey player for your team. Uh, but I think I think it's. It's we should note too that with a team like the St. Louis Blues, it feels like uh, when we talk with Robert Thomas about it, and when you hear the guys talk about the leadership in the locker room and the veteran presence, it's not really like as important to be a captain in the Blues locker room as it is like somewhere else. Like in Ottawa, like they all looked for like a leader, right? And like I feel like with the Blues there's multiple leaders and like even guys that don't have a letter on their jersey like it doesn't mean you can't step up and be a leader um but i think that veteran presence and that veteran core as a whole just because ryan o'reilly's the one wearing the c doesn't mean that like uh, he's gonna like control them or that people aren't gonna like respect or look at other players um just because they're not the captain you know what i'm saying it's more of a leadership group than it is a leadership individual and it, i think ryan o'reilly's just the face of that for the blues yeah if that makes sense. yeah absolutely absolutely i i agree um i don't think there's really much more to it than that um <laughs> obviously the the elephant in the room um and i'm reading the articles now but uh there are, yeah, there are that's, not, the that's the thing. That's the thing. Before we get into this, page. please read the articles because bar down and all these dudes, like I completely get what they're doing and like trying to generate clicks and all that stuff. Like I get that a hundred percent. You're trying to bring in traffic revenue to your page and like a, a name like Vladimir Tarasenko is huge to put uh, with that headline. But if you read the comments, the the person who was making inflammatory comments was not Vladimir Tarasenko. It was, it was his agent. agent. Yeah. So then the reporter asked Tarasenko about his agent's comments, kind of like a Marc-Andre Fleury ordeal. And so, like, first of all, Tarasenko's put in a terrible position there because right. – I don't think he agreed with his agent's comments, but he can't be like, oh, my agent's an idiot. I don't know why he said that because it's his agent, you know? So he has to like, he has to kind of like vouch for what his agent is saying while also saying like how he feels. And just because he, I think it, it said he either expected or was counting on uh, the captaincy for, and like being on the team for eight years or however long in that veteran presence. I don't think, I don't think expecting it or like being like in the back of your mind, this is a possibility, which is what I think he was trying to say. 
Um, I don't think that's anything to get up in arms about with pitchforks or anything. I don't think he's actually upset like everyone's saying he is. And again, I think I think after the after the in the second segment of today's episode, we'll we'll get into that. Um, but the biggest thing for me is this is something that's been translated from Russian, right? <laughs> so exactly. the biggest Via Google Translate, the, the, yeah. The biggest quotables are he was expecting it, he was counting on it, and and obviously the narrative is clear that he was disappointed, his agent was disappointed. But I think we need to take it with a grain of salt the exact language and the exact verbiage that was used because without under being able to understand the context without speaking russian and being able to understand the sort of mm-hmm. reading between the lines you know like you and i can talk in english and say one thing but our inflection our tone will imply something or different like sarcasm so, all that right. stuff yeah not just sarcasm but also just just the way it was presented so when you're reading something that uh, a is a transcript from an interview so you don't have the tone or the verbiage but also be translated from a completely different language it's really easy to interpret something solely as what the words on the page mean and i think that there's more to it and i think that there's a lot more depth than just tarasenko feels disrespected and thought he was gonna be the captain um but at the same time it's a little concerning. It's not the something that you want to see. I don't know. We're going to get into it after one short break. But before we get into that, I do want to tell you about our friends over at Built Go. Now, if you've got some, a big day coming up, you've got a wall that you need to break through, whether it is mental or physical, Built Go is here to break you, help break you through it. Uh, Bilko is the best workout gel on the market. It's easy to take in 1.5 ounce packages. You can put it in your briefcase if you've got a big presentation at work. Put it in your pocket if you've got a big busy day ahead of you with lots of errands. Put it in your hockey bag if you've got a big game coming up. Whatever it is, Bilko is there to help you. Bilko is, like I said, the best workout gel on the market. It's five-hour energy without that crash feeling. Plus, it's natural, so it's better for the body. It's like drinking a monster energy drink with only a third of the caffeine and better results. And it comes in three delicious flavors, including peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, and chocolate mint. And you may be asking, how does Bilko work so well? Well, Bilko combines energy gel with collagen protein, and collagen protein is fast absorbing, so it gets into your system super fast, and it's easy on your stomach. Uh, Bilko is loaded with good stuff to help ignite your work. Besides just the caffeine, it also has beta alanine, B3, honey. And when you get that caffeine, it's just a little kick, so it's not making you jittery or uncomfortable. It's just getting you through the day. And Bilko then kicks in to help keep you going strong with all natural vitamins such as B6, B12, up to 10,000% of your daily percentage. And then that collagen promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. So not only is it going to have you feeling better, but it's also going to make you look better as well. So visit BuiltGo.com and use promo code LOCKED and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. We'll be right back with the second half of today's episode. All right. It's time for a tough conversation, Tommy. Oh, my God. This is what we're going to do today. We're going to fight. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. Here's my question for you, Josh. What makes (laughs) everyone think Vladimir Tarasenko is. What gives you the right? What makes everyone think Vladimir Tarasenko is such a diva besides the fact that he's Russian? Enlighten me. Enlighten me. I'd like to well, know. Was it the was it the however much money he gave to that little kid that got hurt playing hockey that he didn't post all over the tabloids because he didn't want to get recognition for it because he look, just wanted to be a nice guy? Look, 
I'm not. I love Vladimir Tarasenko is and will always be my favorite player for the Blues. He holds a special place in my heart. He is the reason why I got into Blues hockey as much as I did. He is the reason why I'm sitting here recording this podcast with you today. But I'm not gonna lie if and say I'm not slightly concerned with the phrasing of some of his agent's comments. I'm reading What's this. What's that say I'm about gonna, him though then? Uh, it's just his agent being it. a twerp. Let I'm down with saying his it. agent's a moron. I'm down let for that for sure. Finish. Let's kick him out of town. Let, I, I'll let you finish. But Beyonce had one of the best albums of all time. <laughs> no, but uh, the, the one that sticks out to me. Now, his agent goes on to talk about his accolades. You know, only Ovashian scored more in the playoffs than Vladimir. He's one of the most stable players in the league. Blah, blah, blah. I get it. He's making the case for his player, sticking up for him. Great. There's one line in here that that concerns me. He says, everyone knows his leadership qualities on the ice and in life. This this is his agent. This decision gives us our understanding of the attitude of the club's management to Vladimir. That's scary. That is that is a very concerning thing to read and I'm not saying Vladimir shares the same beliefs, but if you are going to take this quote at face value and you are going to trust his agent, which you do not have to, but if you decide to take that quote at face value, it is saying that Vladimir Tarasenko and his agent agree that he is not properly valued by the Blues management, and I don't like that. That scares me. I don't want that to be a belief that they have. I think that's fair. I think that is the reason to be scared, and I definitely think... Uh, we should circle back around to that wagon uh, in 2023 when Tarasenko's contract is due. Right up, um, but right. That's the that's the because that honestly, there. if I'm an agent and like saying like, oh, he feels disrespected by the captaincy, uh, pay him more money because you disrespected him is definitely a ploy <laughs> that I think that I would use. Um, but at the end of the day, I think Tarasenko makes the choice of whether or not to, to play for a team. And I don't think that's as big of a deal to him as it is for his agent, who's just trying to <laughs> get all the money he can out of any and all teams. Um, but yeah, just listening to like press conferences in his entire career here and like the personality of the guy and how much like St. Louis means to him, means to him and all of those things combined. Um, that's why I formed the opinion that I don't think Vladimir Tarasenko is a diva and I don't think he's like a me first mentality. And like, I don't think like, even if he was a diva, I don't think he could be like, Oh, I lost a captaincy to Ryan O'Reilly of all people. Like right. he's a fantastic right. player. You know what I'm saying? Right. I think this conversation would be very, very, very different if it weren't such a no brainer that Ryan O'Reilly is here. And the one thing that sticks out to me is Look at the Boston Bruins. If you knew nothing about the Boston Bruins and players didn't wear letters on their jerseys and you watched a full season and listened to interviews, you would say, oh my God, Patrice Bergeron is the captain and he has been for the last 15 years. What the heck? Because there is no better leader. There is no better role model in the NHL than Patrice Bergeron. He is the definition of of class, of a two-way player, whatever. But Zidane Char is the captain. And Patrice Bergeron wears the A. And I think this is just another example of beyond the surface level C on the jersey, A on the jersey. The locker room dynamic isn't isn't always rep- completely representative of the captaincies, et cetera, et cetera. But at the same time, you could understand where a guy like 
Vladimir Tarasenko is coming from if he is a little upset that he wasn't named captain I get that you know he's been here eight seasons O'Reilly's been here too um and and it, in if like the article claims there was an sort of an expectation there um of of the captaincy because of simply being around for eight years and and uh, Tarasenko himself said been an assistant for a long time um if that was something that was sort of expected, you could see where that disappointment and frustration was coming from, whether that's his agent just chirp, like whether his agent was whispering into his ear, oh yeah, you're definitely going to be the next captain. You're totally going to be the next captain. And the mm-hmm. next thing you know, a guy like Ryan O'Reilly gets named to see. And to us as fans, that's a no brainer. It's freaking Ryan O'Reilly. But on the other hand, a guy like Vladimir Tarasenko is the, one of the longest tenured members of the team and one of the longest tenured leaders of the team there could definitely be reason to have a little bit of a, a disparity in belief there, no matter how amazing Ryan O'Reilly is. And it, it, it's, 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 it's a little concerning. And I'm, I'm not going to jump ship on Tarasenko. He is still my favorite player. I'm still beyond excited to watch him return. And as he said in his article, um, he, he shifted from the captaincy talk and just in, and focused on a lot of players are saying he's never going to return to that same play style and mm-hmm. he looks forward to proving them wrong. I cannot wait to see him play, but I'm not going to lie. I think it would be foolish to, to say that that's not th- this article, this sort of belief that Tarasenko feels slighted isn't going to, isn't going to weigh on my mind over the next few years and isn't going to play into his next contract. Because even if we want to pretend it's not true and play it down, there is at least a little bit of a belief within the Tarasenko circle that he was disrespected. He was not given the position he deserved. Whether or not he shares that belief, we don't know. But his agent sure does, and he's got a contract coming up soon. And yep. who controls his contract? His agent. That is true. Uh, it, it, it would be it would be irresponsible for us to just pretend like this is a non-story. And and I think it, I think it. True. I think it's the closest thing to a non-story that there could be, but I think there's a very, very good chance that unless unless something changed, I think there I think there's a decent chance. I don't want to say we see him play in another uniform, but that the negotiations down the line are a little more rocky than expected, and all of a sudden this non-story that we're talking about right now gets back into the spotlight three years from now when Tarasenko is asking for more money than we think he should, or God forbid he plays for another team or whatever it may be. If this belief exists now, even if it's just a tiny little belief shared by his agent, it's, it's cause for concern. Okay. So here's, here's my little hot take um, on this as well before I'm just really fast uh, because we just had breaking news come out and I don't know if you saw this or not, Josh, but I'll lay it on you here in a bit. Uh Oh, but um, I think, Vladimir Tarasenko, I know we talked on the pod a while ago when he first went down and we were both like, it's going to be difficult for him to come back. Uh, It's the same shoulder that's been having problems with him. I'm on the complete opposite of the ship now, bro. I'll be dead honest with you. Like, considering all the things that have happened and reading about, like, the facts that they finally fixed what was wrong and then him not getting the captaincy and then um, just all of the things. And now 
people getting pissed at him saying he hasn't done enough to earn the captaincy, all of those things, all the people saying, uh, and him saying like, those are the people like these haters, I guess, uh, are the ones that are driving me to come back stronger than ever. I think he is going to come back and that Russian fire inside of him. You know what I'm saying? They always play till they're like 50 years old. So I think he's going to come back, uh, like primetime Vladdy better, definitely better than the Vladdy we've seen over the last couple of years, because I think that shoulder has still been having problems with him, uh, and playing through injury. So I think he's going to come back like, like a raging maniac and just absolutely set the world on fire. And I can't wait for it because that contract that we're talking about is going to be a driving force as well. He wants to get paid. He wants to get respected. What better way to do that than go out, score 40 goals or not 40 goals in a shortened season, but you know what I'm saying on pace for 40 goals in a normal season and just absolutely set the world on fire. Just sort of go back to the, the one quote that I guess nobody talks about from that article because everyone's sort of focused on the fact that he mentioned his, his uh, being upset about the captaincy, whatever. Um, if you look at the bottom there, there's a little, a fun little tidbit that says there are many people, this is from Tarasenko himself. There are many people who say that Tarasenko will never play in this, never play the same way. First of all, I love that he refers to himself in the third person. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, he said, and then he says, I have a huge incentive to return and prove that these people were wrong. That's awesome. That, if that doesn't get you fired up to watch him play whenever he returns, I don't know what does, but yeah, it goes in with everything that you're saying. I don't think he's. Even if he, even if worst case scenario, he feels extremely disrespected and and hurt and thinks he should have been the captain. This isn't the NBA. He's not going to come out and demand the trade, and we're not going to get rid of Vladimir Tarasenko this offseason. No, this is the NHL where rather than run away from your problems, you face them head on. And he's going to go out and prove prove why he does. Maybe he thinks he deserved the captaincy. Prove why he's a good player in this league. Prove that he can be the Tarasenko of old. And I'm excited to see that because he is a damn good player. He has the potential to be a superstar in this league we've seen flashes he's dealt with injury that's kind of prevented him from continuing on that trajectory but there's no reason to believe that he can't get back to that level as soon as he returns from injury um and i would bet on that tommy i would i, I would, would bet do. on that too where, where would you bet if you had to bet on that josh if i had to bet well I'll tell you what there's only one place that has you covered. There's only one place. Comeback that, player of the year. Mm-hmm. There's only one place that we over at Lockdown Blues trust, and that is betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag. And if you use the promo code locked on, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus. So obviously that Tarasenko bet wouldn't be right away. He's going to be out for some time. But if you have any other hot takes, anything you think will happen that not a lot of people, especially the guys over running those Vegas sportsbook, think will happen, go to betonline.ag. Take advantage right now. Now, place that bet. Trust your hot take. Trust your gut. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. And do not forget, if you use that promo code Locked On, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. That's right. Bet Online will match 50% of your first deposit if you use promo code Locked On. Bet Online is your online sportsbook experts. We trust them. We love them. And if you visit them on social media at betonline underscore AG, you can take advantage of bonuses and offers that they're sending out all the time. So sign up for a free account right now at betonline.ag and use the promo code locked on for your sign up bonus. Don't wait any longer. Check them out today and we'll be right back with the end of today's episode. All right, Tommy, you mentioned breaking news, and I still have no clue what the heck you're talking about. So lay it on me. 
<laughs> All right, at 2.10, so it's currently 2.33 right now, at 2.10, so while we're recording this podcast, Andy Strickland tweeted out that some progress to report on the Vince Dunn contract talks looks like it'll get done in time for him to be in camp. So, I don't know about you, Josh, but uh, the Blues are Stanley Cup bound. <laughs> wait. That's wait. all I got to say on that. Wait. No, I swear to God. I swear wait. to God. <laughs> Dude, we really finessed. We I don't know how I don't know how we pulled all of this off. I don't know how we got here. I was so mad when Petro left and we let him walk. But this look, team this team is a wagon. Look, look. We got Vince Dunn back. We signed Tory Krug. We signed Mike Hoffman. We won a Stanley Cup two years ago. Trade Jake Allen. Trade Jake how do we Allen. feel about that? Okay. Yeah, we don't need to get into that right now. Lost Petro. But this team went from sound defensively to an absolute unit offensively. And honestly, that's going to be a little more entertaining to watch in my book. Yeah. It's going to be a still di- just as lethal. New look, new look Blues team. Yep. Um, relying more on the young guys. Who knows what that means? I mean, I, I, I didn't see it, but I saw, I think, Doug Armstrong or Baruby is on. Uh, ESPN right now talking about uh, an increased role for Jordan Cairo and a quote-unquote lethal power play. <laughs> like I'm not going to say I, I don't like watching the Blues play, but there's a certain element of like watching the Colorado Avalanche play. Like, damn, it would be fun to watch that every night. The you Maple know? Leafs too, even though, Leafs. even though they're not very successful. Right. Once they get to the playoffs, they still play with that entertainment factor. You're like, gee, they're like, we're talking about like jaw-dropping goals. The Blues don't have a lot of those. So we grind them out, especially when we went to the Stanley Cup. Like it's grinded out like the net front presence and all those things. And we might see some freaking snipes this year, some dangles left. Like, dude, I am. It is Ooh! going to be a it's going to be nice. Team and that is for the better. I mean, just look at just look at the biggest tra- transition this offseason. We went from our number one defenseman being, a, you know, a big – Solid, not stay at home, but uh, more a two way guy. A two way guy, he, like he's an offensive of, defenseman, but uh, he's, yeah. he's solid in but, his own zone. But his primary, his primary uh, benefit was you know winning those puck battles in the corner, being solid defensively. And now our arguable number one defenseman is Tory Krug, a guy that's shorter than me, and and you know is a, is a full on offensive defenseman who yeah he can play in his own end, but. Primarily, he's gonna he's gonna move the puck around and and transition up ice and make passes and score goals and deke people out and pull it. It's nothing what we've ever seen in the past few years of Blues hockey. This is everything that everything that the, the excitement of the league is. The, the I don't know if we've league. ever seen it with Blues hockey. I was gonna say in recent years. I don't think we ever have. When was the last time the Blues had like a speed based like skilled team? I couldn't tell you. That's what Couldn't I'm saying. Tell you. Like Tony Twist, all those dudes that are like fighting it out. It's always been about physicality. We might this might be the the new generation of blues hockey folks. Oh, but it's gonna be it's we're gonna witnessing be a, a transition. I mean, don't forget that Craig Berube is still the coach. And if uh, you look true. if you look at but but no, but look at the guys that we have that are speedy and skilled. You got Tory Krug, and uh, I don't know if you remember, uh, our, our friend of the pod, Robert Thomas, certainly does. He can hit hard. <laughs> that's true sammy blake and in hard as well sammy blake and, in hard. and you know what he's he's skilled quick young robert thomas good in his own zone good defensively also 
quick. I wouldn't skilled. say he really hits hard, but he's strong on the puck. Yeah, physical Jordan, there. Jordan Cairo, Jordan Cairo, a pest. You know, sort of reminds me of uh, sort of reminds me of Brad Marchand. Similarly, how he's he's small, small but quick, and and he's on the next thing you know, he's on the puck. You know, whether it's in the defensive zone or the offensive zone, great with his stick, great player. It's it's going to be. I think it's going to be a hybrid of the skill, speed, and also the physical. Like like we talked about with with uh, Tom on the podcast, and he, he like he said he didn't even think of it. No team could go up against the Blues for seven games in a playoff series. Imagine these guys that have to play them friggin' eight times throughout a regular season. It's going to be you a know, war. The eighth time lining up against Ryan O'Reilly for the opening faceoff, and then all of a sudden you look to the blue line and you see six foot five Colton Pareko and five foot nine Tory Krug, who you know ran you into the boards last time you played. These, this is not going to be a fun team to play against because one one shift you're going to have Ryan O'Reilly and David Perron out there, you know, breaking up plays, may, causing a nightmare in the defensive zone. Colton Pareko with his 27 foot long hockey stick, um, sweep it, covering the entire defensive zone, and the next thing you know, you blink and Jordan Cairo is is from his own defensive zone to to the offensive zone in in half a second, and Robert Thomas is pulling off crazy dekes and pulling off insane passes, and oh man, there's Mike Kaufman putting it into a one inch by one inch slot for the for this you know great sniper's goal. This team has everything. I feel like this is the most this is the most diverse Blues team that we've seen in a long time. I think the team that won the cup was very, very two-way based. Um, but now you got a really good combination of physicality, two-way, and then just pure skill guys. And I'm really excited for that. I think this is the closest I've ever seen the St. Louis Blues to being a juggernaut right now. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. We'll watch it here with you on the Locked On Blues podcast. But if you want to stay up to date with everything going on with our podcast and daily Blues content every single day, five episodes a week, we'll be starting that January. Uh, You can only get it here. So make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Blues. You can follow me on Twitter at 12 or 15 and Josh on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. But the season's coming up, folks, and we are hyped. So let's go Blues.